miss life-transforming truth. Unfortunately, it's possible. And that's my story. I grew up in church. I had Christian parents. I was in church every single Sunday for nearly my whole life. And I knew all the Bible stories, and I sung all the songs, and I even knew God was real. Never ever doubted his existence. Even when I walked away from him for a little while, I still didn't doubt that he was real. I knew God was real. I knew Jesus died on the cross for my sin. I knew that heaven and hell were real. I knew that I needed to accept Jesus as my Lord and Saviour if I wanted to go to heaven. And I would go to church every week and I would serve on teams. And then, even back then, without any revelation, I was like, I will be on the pack up team and I'll be on the welcome team and I will serve on the kids team and I'll bake cupcakes for the cafe. And as a teenager, I went on mission trips. I preached the gospel on the streets of America. And I was fully immersed in the life of the church. But I missed it. I missed the essence of the gospel that has the power to transform your life. And I'm not blaming the church my parents, not at all. I don't blame them because I had a Bible. But to be honest, when I read it, I felt like the words would bounce off my eyeballs. Have you ever had that experience? It's just like, I'm trying here, I'm trying to read it, I'm trying to like understand, but it feels like it's just bouncing off. Wow. 
Over the next year of my life, the Lord taught me the gospel. And for me, it was like all of the jigsaw puzzle pieces came together and my life has never ever been the same since. If you knew me five years ago, you would be like, well, not the same. Um, and so over the next four weeks, we're actually going to be sharing some of the fundamental truths of the gospel, the, the very ones that changed my life. Um, and we're going to be meshing it in with basic training. And so on Tuesday, we'll be talking about this as well. It will just be coming from someone different. And they'll have different stories and different illustrations. And so I want to encourage you, get along to basic training too, because it's all just going to mesh in really well together. But we pray that over the next four weeks, these truths will propel you into a greater level of freedom and intimacy with God. If it doesn't, we're wasting our time. If we don't leave this building today um, with the ability to know God better, then I failed. We've failed as a church. So I want to encourage you. Hunger and thirst for truth. I don't care if you've heard it before. There's more. Yeah? So like, shake that off. I've heard this before. There's more. You can know God more than you do already. Okay? So shake that off. I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, she's telling us that again. I'm going to tell you it again and again and again because it's the gospel and it's the power unto God to salvation for all who believe. Alright. So let's kick this off. There's going to be a lot of scripture because I want you to go home and read it and talk to the Lord about it. I don't just want you to like sit there with your mouth open and, and just like let me spoon feed you Bible verses and be like, I've had a great time at church, I'm just going to go now. I want you to actually go home and read your Bible. Everyone say, read my Bible. It's the living word of God and it will transform your life. So read these scriptures this week and talk to the Lord about it. And don't just read it. Be like, oh, wow, it says this. What does that look like for me, Lord? What does it mean for me? And let it father you through the word. All right. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1. The Apostle Paul, he said, and I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The great Apostle Paul said, I aim to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That statement is way more powerful than you realise. And if you reduce that statement to only mean that Jesus died on the cross for your sin, you will actually strip the gospel of its power. It's so much more than that. And to make it easy to remember like what, what even is Paul referring to when he says, I need to preach 
to nothing to you except Christ in him crucified. We've broken it down and we call it the four M's. Okay, so Jesus, he had a mission. Sorry, I don't have a great PowerPoint for you today, but Ravoy's on it. She's got some scripture up there. You're amazing, Ravoy. So Jesus Christ in crucified. Jesus had a mission. Jesus had a message. Jesus had a ministry. And Jesus had a motive. And today, we're going to focus on the first one. Jesus had a mission. He came with a mission. And to be honest, I could spend four weeks just unpacking this. And so I'm going to attempt to give you a broad stroke overview of the mission of Jesus. And I'm going to leave you, hopefully, with three truth bombs in your pocket. That if you, like, take them and put them in your pocket and talk to the Lord about them and let them become who you are, it will, you'll actually never look the same. Alright? So that's the, that's the goal. We're going to learn the mission of Jesus and we're going to walk away with three truth bombs that are going to transform your life. Alright? Because if you can do it for me, you can do it for you. Amen? Alright. So Jesus came with a mission. Dave touched on it last week. And just simply in a sentence it was this. To take away our sinful nature and give us his righteous nature. The Bible, it refers to Christians as saints over 60 times in the New Testament. And saint means most holy thing. Don't believe the lie that you're sin waiting to happen. Because that's not the truth. The cross is way more powerful than that. And Jesus didn't come to cover you and cover your, you in your sin. He came to remove your sinful nature and set you free from its bondage. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Is that good news? Yeah. Amen. Alright, so let's ground that in scripture. John 1, 29. And it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world takes it away. Amen? 1 John 3 verse 5, it says, You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. Praise God. Psalm 103 verse 12, As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions for us. He removes them. He doesn't leave us in them. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God. Amen. Praise God. There it is. Jesus became what you were, sin. We were sin. So that we could become what he is, righteous. And it changes everything. And I'll get to why in a bit. But the truth bomb number one. Write it down. Truth bomb number one. You are righteous. You have a new nature. You're righteous. 
34. Paul said this very powerful statement. He said, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. Do you hear that? Isn't that weighty? Paul was saying, wake up. Wake up, church, and know who you are. Because when you know who you are, it will look like something. And when you know who you are, you won't keep going on sinning. And when you know who you are, it will look different to the world. And then they're going to actually want what you've got. And the world can't even see what you've got because you're too busy looking like the world. That's what Paul was saying. He was saying, wake up. Awake to righteousness. And don't partner with sin. Because the world needs to see what it looks like when sin's not in a person anymore.
So truth on number one, what was it? Unrighteous. Praise God. So his mission was to remove our sinful nature and give us a righteous nature. How did he achieve his mission? By something called co-crucifixion. His death was your death. We're going to go to Romans 6 and we're going to read from verse 1. If you want to follow along, you can. It says, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin so grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the fullness of life. In newness of life, sorry. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be re reunited with him in a resurrection like this. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Oh. There's just a portion of scripture to read and read and read. Truth bomb number two. You need to die to live. Crucify self. You need to die to live. There's a transaction that happens when you decide to make Jesus your Lord. You die. Your sinful nature dies. And everything that you were never ever created to be, it dies. And then the Spirit of God comes and lives inside of you. And that's why in Galatians 2 verse 20, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And this life that I live now, it's by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been what? Crucified with Christ. We've got to die to live. Colossians 3 verse 1 to 3. It says, if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things here on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What happened? You have died. 1 Peter 2.24, it says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might 
to sin and live to righteousness. This was also a game changer for me. Absolute game changer. No one told me that. I was still busy confessing Jesus and living for myself all at the same time. Guess what? It doesn't work. Remember my story from the beginning? Two days after I cried out to God, he shows up powerfully in my bedroom. And some of these scriptures that I shared with you today, they just came alive to me. And all of a sudden, I had understanding. And all of a sudden, like I was, I heard, I'm holy, blameless, above reproach. All of a sudden, I heard I have access to God, I can know God. All of a sudden, I hear that I'm not alive for me. And I was just like, brain explosion. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. And so then, like, I'm on the floor and I'm bawling uncontrollably because I'm like, I'm 33 years old and I never ever understood and now it's all making sense and Jesus is amazing and the gospel's amazing, God's real and he's in my room and I'm bawling, I'm on the floor, there's snot everywhere. I'm just like overwhelmed. And then 10 minutes later, I feel like I've got like electricity running through my body, fireworks inside, and I'm jumping around the room like a crazy girl, praising the Lord, dancing before the Lord, just like so grateful. I'm like, ah, I'm free. I felt free for the first time in 33 years. Amazing. And then, for a month, one month, one whole month, I floated around in the gospel bubble. Floated. Literally. It was, I felt like I was just like hovering around in this like, God's amazing. I'm free. I can know him. He's in me. I can hear him speak. I'm getting revelation. The words alive to me. I'm seeing righteousness everywhere. I have no problems. I'm not alive for me anymore. So I have no problems. My friend ring up and she'd be like, what are you doing today? I'm like, I don't know, but I've got no problems. Life's amazing. And so this like glided around in my bubble for a whole month. It was so cool. Um, and my husband and I, we have four children. Five years ago, they all, all went so big. They were a little bit smaller. My youngest would, would have been only one then. And at the time, my husband worked a lot. So over 100 hours a week, a lot. Um, and I had little kids and I was working from home as well. And so you can imagine, there was days when it was just like, whoa. It's just real. <laughs> um, and I remember one day, I was probably floating just a little bit closer to the ground that way. Wasn't so up in the, up in the sky. Just a little bit closer to the ground. And it had just been a long, hard day for the kids. And my husband gets home, he's like, hello. 
It means we become loved, though, just as he is. And love suffers long and is kind. And love overcomes evil with good. And love sees past someone's behaviour and treats them according to their worth and value. And love speaks the truth in love. Yeah. Yeah. My friends, we need to lay down our lives. Okay, truth number truth from number two. Die for this. Die for this. Well done. Truth from number three. You have access to God. You've got to die to live. And you have access to God. 